But God's warm sun streamed through the open window. Lovely roses nodded from the wooden flower boxes on the roof, and two sky-blue birds sang rejoicingly while the sick mother implored God's richest blessings on her pious daughter. He now crept on hands and feet through a butcher's shop, at least on every side and above and below, there was naught but flesh, who was the heart of a most respectable rich man, whose name is certain to be found in the directory. He was now in the heart of the wife of this worthy gentleman, who was an old, dilapidated, moldering dovecot. The husband's portrait was used as a weathercock, which was connected in some way or other with the doors, and so they opened and shut of their own accord whenever the stern old husband turned around. Hereupon he wandered into a boudoir formed entirely of mirrors, like the one in Castle Rosenberg, but here the glasses magnified to an astonishing degree. On the floor, in the middle of the room, sat, like a Dalai Lama, the insignificant self of the person, quite confounded at his own greatness. He then imagined he had got into a needle-case full of pointed needles of every size. This is certainly the heart of an old maid, thought he, but he was mistaken. It was the heart of a young military man, a man, as people said, of talent and feeling. In the greatest perplexity, he now came out of the last heart in the row. He was unable to put his thoughts in order, and fancied that his too lively imagination had run away with him. "'Good heavens!' sighed he. "'I have surely a disposition to madness. "'Tis dreadfully hot here. "'My blood boils in my veins, and my head is burning like a coal.' And he now remembered the important event of the evening before, how his head had got jammed in between the iron railings of the hospital. "'That's what it is, no doubt,' said he. 